Hello, podcast lovers. I hope you love JJ Meets World. We've got a lot to do on today's episode. Tucker and I are going to talk about thirst traps. We're going to talk about vacations. We are even going to talk about jellyfish stings. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of JJ Meets World. Also, if you're on an elliptical, keep going. You got this. Burn those calories. And by the way, if you'd like to help support our podcast, visit JJMeetsWorld.com where you can donate to our Patreon, pick up some killer swag at our merch shop, or click the link to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review. One, two, three, four. J.J. Gordon, sort of like that Indiana Jones in that he's always snipping out his next adventure. Yes, he is. He's always interviewing guests so he can have them on his show and they can talk about pop culture, arts, and leisure. J.J. has his flag unfurled and he likes his french fries curled and he's fun and then he twirls as he goes to meet the world. He will march into the rain even if his ankle sprain. Take a peek inside his brain. This podcast is called J.J. Meets Uh, Tucker, a thirst trap. What's your knowledge of the term thirst trap? My understanding of a thirst trap is when someone posts a photo of themselves being sexy with the intent of getting you to go, ooh, look how sexy they are. Yeah. Miriam Webster defines it as a photograph, such as a selfie or video shared for the purpose of attracting attention or desire. A thirst trap is always clearly posted or sent for the attention and admiration of one or more people, but is often done coyly. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you what my so I think a lot of times we think of it as like, oh, you know, heading out to work, but you're showing a lot of cleavage or look at my like, hey, congratulations. I just tiled my floor. But then your six pack abs are in there for some reason. I remember the phrase felt cute might delete later being on a bunch of posts like that yeah so my current thirst trap is for 90s television funko pops oh wait okay so you're saying that you are being trapped with your thirst you did not generate your own thirst trap oh i there's nothing i could do to generate a genuine thirst trap with i don't know like i mean it depends on who you're trying to attract uh, you know what? That is very true, because let me tell you about one of the nights I felt the most um, attractive. <laughs> uh, I had just been stung by a bunch of jellyfish okay? <laughs> and I was performing on the USS Lexington with our friend Jacob Harchie. And it was a benefit for the Wounded Warrior Project. So it was a big gala and they had already sold out all the seats. And after the show, a guy came up and he goes, hey. I own a bar and we thought you guys are hilarious. We want it. We, you guys drink for free all night at my bar. We're like, okay, well let's go. You know? And he's like, I got a limo waiting outside. Dude knows a good time when he sees it. Heck yeah. And so we, you know, we're both in suits. And so we hop in and we go and we go to this uh, bar. It's in Corpus Christi, Texas. And we are, we walk in there and it must be what it feels like to be Chevy chase in 1984. Like everyone, like tons of people from the bar had come to the comedy show and they were, oh, yeah, it's the comedians. Oh, this is great. And then they said, what do you want? What do you want? Funny man. I said, I have a gin and tonic. And they gave me a movie theater sized large cup. That had like almost all gin and then a squirt. Damn. Um, 
tonic. I mean, is that I even like, legal? Oh <laughs> that sounds like over-serving to me. Well, and I was like, this is the cla- this is the unclassiest way <laughs> to serve <laughs> what I consider to be a kind of a classy beverage. So we're we're having just a great time. We're talking and people are coming up all the time. And at one point I go to the bathroom and I've had so much to drink that I actually stand between the urinals and I think I peed on the wall. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I was talking to your dad on the phone at the time <laughs> for no particular reason. <laughs> so we get back out there and uh, Jake, Jake is like, hey, we should we should probably go. We should probably go back to the hotel. And I'm like, no, this is great. I'm like, didn't you hear? We're, there's a big after party. We're going to this guy's like Jesus. golf side beach house. And he's like, no, we should we should really be going. And I said, no, no, no. And he and he looked at me and he goes, he goes, listen, these are all bears and you are their cub. And I said, what do you mean? And so then, like, I had that moment where, like, you look around and you suddenly realize, like, oh, and I was like, no wonder they've been coming up and like rubbing my shoulders all night. And, you know, like there's there's one guy who had done this thing where he like put his arm around me, but it pulled it in. So like we were like cheek to cheek. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that I am being like I am the object of their sexual attention. <laughs> and I was so flattered, so uh. flattered. I'm like, hey, guys, listen, this isn't this isn't who I am personally. But man, did you make a guy feel wanted <laughs> when we finally left? I think they were mad at Jake. I think because well, like, like he interrupted their plans. Yeah, he cock blocked them. I mean, uh-huh. he fucking like if you were that like like uh un- un- unattentive of what was going on, I bet they could have gotten way further before you knew anything. Oh, I would have been in a hot tub at one point. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'd be like, "Oh my god, this has gotten so far, and I didn't realize it." No, it was. Um, I really hate how this hot tub makes my trunks feel. Right. <laughs> kind of itchy. Better take um, them off. <laughs> and like, I will admit, I full on that I am someone who doesn't understand flirting, and so when I'm being flirted with, sometimes I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. And I've had people tell me before, like, well, that person was really hardcore flirting with you. In fact, it just happened on Giving Hearts Day this year. And I was like, no, they weren't. And they're like, yes, they were. I never like, know. There you go. Because I, I can never dis- I can never tell the difference between is this, you know, beautiful woman flirting with me? No, she's probably just being really nice, you know, like eh, I, I, I can never tell. And I've I've had to realize I used to think I could tell, but then I, <laughs> I would like ask someone out enough times and they'd be like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, I guess I totally read that wrong. So for me, it's like, uh, what a what a nice lady. <laughs> Whatever a woman is, if a woman is ever flirting with me, that's probably what I'm thinking. Hey, let me ask you something. Were you flirting with the waitress at Applebee's the last time we were at an Applebee's location? No, I don't think so. At one point, I'm like, is he flirting? But see, that's the thing is like, I'm like, I can't tell. Oh, no, I wasn't. I I mean, I don't flirt with waitstaff as a rule because they're they're trapped there. They're working like they have to be nice to you. So, no, no, not at all. Um, Because I think she was like low key flirting with you. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, I definitely didn't pick up on it. I definitely was like, oh, what a nice lady. <laughs> uh, is that kind of isn't it always interesting? Like how people are just like, I just uh, I just don't know, you mm-hmm. know, like I just don't know where we're supposed to be sitting in this world of like flirtations. I am so glad that I don't have to handle that. Like, honest to God, I think of like if Jill were to ever leave me. I would be screwed because I just don't know how to do that. It's just bad. Right. So, I mean, that's just is it is what it is. Uh, on to the topic of the day, which is dressing up pets. <laughs> yay or nay? Oh, yay. One hundred percent as well. Okay. Well, even, even though I don't really, I, I don't dress up my cats. Not, not as a rule. I'm just more or less making, the observation right now is like, yeah, I never really dress my cats up, but I, I am pro cats and dogs and little sweaters and little hats. I even follow uh, a subreddit, which is just dogs wearing hats. Really? I bet that's an yeah. awesome one. It's adorable. Okay. I want to, I want to watch some of this. Um, do you, okay. What about, uh, what about matching clothes? You like match, you like human beings matching with their dogs or cats? I mean, it is a red flag for mental illness, but (laughs) (laughs) at the same time, if there's a context around it that I think like we want to pose for a funny photo. okay, I get that. But if you're like, no, on a daily basis, I, I color coordinate with my pets. I'm like, all right, well, you probably eat a lot of processed meat out of Tupperware. Um. Let me tell you about something I did a few years ago that I want to recreate this year, which is I took every single one of the available Girl Scout cookies and I stacked <laughs> them up and I made what I called the sash, which was the ultimate Girl Scout cookie. Okay. And my mouth was just big enough to take one bite. How many cookies is that? I think it's like seven. So you <laughs> you ate a seven banger. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that actually like what I would rather do if I was to recreate the sash would be this. I would take, uh, I would take each one of the cookies and, and crush them up a little bit individually. Okay. And then I would take some melted butter and mix them all together and, uh, let them sit overnight so that I'd get a, a, something like that. I think that would be a much more palatable cookie. Would you wash it down with a flat, warm diet Coke? No, 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 no. In fact, no. by the way, I got to tell you, uh, I received some interesting feedback last week when we were talking about milk uh, and how how we both like milk and we both use the term ice cold, ice cold milk. Yeah. Even though I'm not putting ice in my milk, but I want it cold. Okay. And that was the thing. They were like ice in the milk. Gross. And it's like, no, no, no. I am firmly against ice in the milk. Correct. I just like I like it as cold as it can be without freezing. Yeah, the the ice would be watering it down, and so you wouldn't want to be adding that to it. But you don't need to put ice in it to get it, right? You know, quote unquote ice cold, using the vernacular, meaning very cold. Who who was it that was like JJ? I bet it was Rachel. Was it Rachel? It was no, it was not. It was not. And like, I actually went back and I listened to part of it, and I'm like, yeah, it does kind of sound like you and I want our milk with ice in it, even though we don't specifically say that, but we both knew each other so well that we're like ain't nobody putting no mil- ice and milk yeah <laughs> and 
No, and I mean, really what I would love, God, I bet I bet the most delicious like hit of milk would be getting it in a glass container and it's sitting in like a like one of those wine buckets filled with ice mm-hmm. and it's been spinning slowly in the ice bucket a little bit, which is like a trick I learned on the road for making beer cans cold really fast. Yeah. Um, and, and then I bet I bet that would hit so good. Okay, I, I bet, think it would. You know, like the the glass 2%. is the thing that like really like makes me intrigued. Yeah, well, and I think the the glass is going to be the thing that helps make it cold. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. And like glass, like retains that coolness for so yeah. long. Yeah, and it adds no flavor to the milk. So like, Correct. some drinks will taste slightly different if they're coming out of polyurethane bottles or something. Interesting, you chose polyurethane. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of reached for a word that wasn't plastic, but kind of meant it. Yep. Uh huh. Or I also think like metal. Metal changes the taste of some stuff. True. True. Aluminum. Or like yeah. if someone like like put it in their mouth and then came it o- came over and spit it into your mouth, like that's <laughs> also a bad way to drink. That would also change it. You know, depending on what they had just eaten. Like if they had just eaten a bunch of Cool Ranch Doritos, that would be gross. Hey, I oh, had rib- God. I had ribs this week. And it and I, I had this thought, which was, first of all, bizarre winter in North Dakota. It's it was like spring up until uh, February 9th. And then all of a sudden it became winter, but not even a harsh winter. Still pretty, you know, pretty easy on the side of winter. Yeah. So far, I have not used my snowblower once. I've just shoveled. And it felt good, didn't it? Felt great. It was the push shovel, right? So you're just like. You're, you're just you're you're it's, you've got wheels on it and you're pushing it around, which is, by the way, the only way to shovel. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, it, it felt it felt great. It I got everything done in just a couple minutes. I see. OK, I don't like that big shovel like the one you're talking about. It uh, has a handle that's U shaped. Correct. Yep. Yep. I, I don't even consider that a shovel. I consider that some kind of a pushing device. I like a good old fashioned like shovel i don't like the metal here's what i don't understand when you get a metal shovel that's got like the scraper on it if you want to get all the way down to the concrete right Uh or like bust up some ice yeah those have a a a rounded slippery wooden handle attached to them Mm -hmm. why why not put like the the plastic clip at the top because i find myself like if you ever try and like get snow and pick up with that shovel if you're not perfectly balanced, it all slides off to the side. I think that that shovel is maybe the most BS of all the shovels. One is that you're talking about like the big scoop metal ones. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not like a grain shovel. I'm talking about it's a metal shovel. Like a gardening shovel. No, no. Not like a spade. Not like a spade. It's, it is flat. Like the front of it is flat. Yeah, I've got. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I guess I'm, I'm just trying to find- for just purposes to note. Okay, mine is made of metal. Um, if that's what I thought, this what we were talking about. I thought we were talking about metal shovels. Yeah, I'm talking about metal shovel, but I'm talking about like you should be putting the plastic handle on the other end so that you oh. can help like when you're shoveling. Mine doesn't have a plastic handle at all. It's just raw dog in it with a piece of wood. That's what I'm saying. That shovel design is bullshit. Yeah, but that but if it's wood, there's enough grip on it. There, there's a lot of porous surfaces for friction. 
No, it's not because they they. Yes, it is. Because I'll tell I'll tell you I mean, why. No, it's not. I'll I'll tell you why because like they are putting they're putting a polyurethane coat on it, <laughs> it from rotting. So it's not just like a a regular metal or it's not like a regular wood unfinished, and so it's slippery. It's slippery mm. to the touch. The, the do they do something similar to that with like aluminum cans? Like spray something on the inside of them so that. There's less of a reaction between the metal and the the soda. Let me ask you that: Is that true? Because I've seen pictures, I I, but I don't know. I, I don't believe anything on the internet. I'm literally just asking it. I have. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if that's I the case. Heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if there was something that helped the the shelf life of the soda, so that there's there's not aluminum leaching into it. But I don't know. Um. Especially for Pepsi, where you've got all that acidity, you got to worry about that kind of thing. I went to a, a new uh, a new restaurant in Fargo, specializes in a south of the border flavor, which is ironic because it's in a former um, it's in a far, former barbecue restaurant. Um, so I go in there and I sit down at the table, and I'm like, everyone's ordering, and they're like, "Oh, you know, this person got like a, a Mexican beer." And this person got a glass of water and this person got a Mountain Dew. And then it came to me and I'm like, Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi? And he goes, neither. What? And I said, uh, and he goes, but we have Pepsi Zero. And he goes, would that be okay? What? And I like, I was like, no, I will have water. (laughs) And I thought. At what point, like clearly these people have never run a restaurant before, right? If they got to the point of, listen, we're choosing what we can have for our sodas, and they're like, are we going to have a diet cola? No, 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 no. But don't worry, we will have Pepsi Zero, which appeases everybody clearly. So what? What? What are their soda selections? I was assuming you were going to say it was going to be like uh, uh, maybe sodas from Mexico that you know you can't really get anywhere else or something. You what could do get, they have? Yeah, you could get a bottle of like the of like that sugarcane style like Coca Cola. Okay. Mexico. But like then you're paying by the bottle. Like when I'm at a restaurant, I'm like, you might as well bring me two right at the get go because I'm going to suck this one down and I'm going to want another. Yeah. So their options were Mountain Dew, a an off brand I had never heard of lemon lime soda, Pepsi, and Pepsi Zero. Okay. Which also makes you think, like, how what happens if someone comes in here and like wants literally any kind of like mixed drink? I mean, the the weird thing though is that restaurants kind of have to make these decisions anyways. Like, what do you do if someone comes in and wants a Pepsi when you only got Coke? Well, you chose to go in that direction, right? I don't know why people feel they have to commit. Does Does Coke say, "Hey, if you're going to carry our products, you cannot carry Pepsi"? Is that like what's going on? Sometimes, sometimes it's contract based, and sometimes it's, "Hey, we'll provide you like all the, everything you need, all the gear and equipment, mm-hmm. but you have to sign a contract that says you're only going to carry our product." And then, like, if you pull out, you can take it away. It's it's few and far between where you go to a restaurant and you say like Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi and they're like, well, we've got both. And I, right. by the way, I applaud those restaurants. Oh, if you are I, bold enough to have both, I you have instantly bought my patronage. So then then to get that deal, are they just not they're making their they're bringing in their own equipment and they're basically just getting the product? Yeah, that's the difference. Much. OK, because because I'd be like, yeah, offer both for and, sure. If you can. 
I remember trying to broker a deal when we worked at the Fargo Theater downtown, and I was like, let's switch over to Coke products. Like the other movie theaters have Pepsi products. I'm telling you, if we swap over to Coke, people will come here specifically because they can have Coke products. And that fell on deaf ears because I would have stopped going because, oh, because they've got Coke products because they would have gotten rid of my Pepsi. So let me ask you something. How many movies have you been there to see in the last oh, five years? Probably one. Yeah. Okay. So. And they wouldn't have gotten my ticket. <laughs> had that been a Diet Coke instead of a full Pepsi. Well, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to make you drink Diet Coke. I mean, but I'm saying that Diet Coke would be offered. Here's what I would consider. If I started a restaurant and I was like, I'm going to have an eclectic mix of sodas. When it comes to the big two, it has to be regular Pepsi and Diet Coke. Just those two. <laughs> that, that's be where I draw the line. I'll have everything else. I won't have regular Coke and I won't have Diet Pepsi. I mean, in all honesty, that's the bold kind of move. That's like, we got to keep coming back to Tucker's old time family funhouse. Yeah. And why have you done that, Tucker? Because my taste is better than yours. <laughs> that's what I would say. Be like, be like, why, why are you, why are you doing this? I'm only the janitor. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you bringing that off-brand Coca-Cola shit in here. <laughs> it is it is interesting though how those two beverages really dictate so much of our everyday lives. Yeah, anytime I drink regular Coke or Diet Pepsi, I do think like who the fuck wants this? Like it's not good. But regular Pepsi and Diet Coke, Diet Coke is my airplane drink. What? You that, Diet- that's your preferred drink on an airplane? Well, usually the options are Diet Coke or uh, ginger ale. And I never want a ginger ale. I want a cola. And so then I just go with Diet Coke that like almost any time I've I've flown. It's either that or coffee. That's what I'll, sometimes I'll just do coffee. Hey, can I tell you something that's going to like kind of maybe shock your world? Do it. I've been giving Diet Coke a rest, not because I want to be healthier and I'm trying to drink more water, but I am really into the lemon lime taste of Starry right now. What is Starry? Starry is what replaced Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist is gone. Sierra Mist is gone. <laughs> Sierra Mist is a brand. I, is dead. I didn't know. That. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> and now it's Starry. And here's the th- here are two things that should interest you about the Starry brand. Number one, it is crisp lemon lime soda. It's delicious. And I found that like it just hits a little bit differently, especially in the afternoon, you know, like I okay. have a can in the afternoon. And it's it's delightful. I also like my starry. It's got to be ultra bubbly and it's got to be really cold. Is it better than Sprite? I think so. I think it's superior to Sprite. OK, but here's one of the reasons why the branding for starry specifically is for an optimistic generation. So when they discussed their initial branding, they're like, everything about Starry is positive. It's all about positivity and it's trying to like make the world a better place. And so if you are a positive person, you should be drinking Starry. And I'm like, oh, my God, I uh, I fell hook, line and sinker for it. I'm a positive person. I'm a positive person and I'm missing out on this. That's bullshit. Um, I also, one of my favorite podcasts is currently sponsored by Starry and he tells this little story during his ad and it's like, it's like, 
Today's episode is brought to you by Starry. Like, oh man, you know, like when you just want a soda, like I drink a lot of water, but like a soda, a special treat for me and I want something and it's got to be cool and kind of crisp. And so I've been drinking Starry lately and it just, it's really, really good. And I like it. And it's, it feels like a real special treat to me. And honest to God, every time I crack open my can of Starry, (laughs) it's a special treat for JJ. (laughs) But is it merely a different brand than Sierra Mist or is it actually a different soda? The flavor is slightly tweaked, but I mean, Sierra Mist was the a lemon lime soda. This is a lemon lime soda. Yeah. Okay. I would, I would say it's like this. It's the difference between getting a diet Coke or a diet Coke with lime. Like, okay. Diet Coke with lime is the same, but it's, it's different and it's got that chemical lime taste in it. Right. Okay. So it's really the lemon lime ratio that, yes. that is. The difference I, I would, I would guess that's what it is. I am not a scientist, nor did I, uh, you know, help in the development of this, but I imagine some, it's something close to that. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Tucker recently, uh, in our community, there has been a glut of authentic Mexican restaurants opening. Um, a lot of family based, you know, owned restaurants. I'm really kind of amazed at how many there are now. And last night uh, at the sweetheart ball that my radio partner and I were hosting, her husband made an astute observation. He goes, I think the time for places like Paradiso or the Mexican village, which are the most Americanized version yeah. of uh, these dishes. He goes, I think that they're going to be, I think that they're going to be gone because people now can get an authentic like Mexican meal. And it blew my mind when he was saying that. I'm like, I have never once put any thought into that, but I bet you it is true. Yeah, I think so too. Right? Like when you I go, think he's, I think he's right because I mean, really the thing that Mexican village had going for it where it's like drink specials. Right. Oh, I also think like the Mexican village had going for it. Like if you were in a play, that's where you went (laughs) after the Friday night show because the theater theater crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What uh, when you go when you go to a Mexican restaurant, what are you what are you taking in? What are you liking? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I love chips and salsa and I love chips and queso. So I am noshing on that for sure. And then uh, usually I'm looking for like a carne asada of some kind. Nice. Um, um, oops. I I just, like, did you set yourself up for a joke? No, I, I accidentally pressed a button that hit the, the drums up there. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, uh, I, I, but it's usually a carne asada is, and I want like the way mangoes does it is what I'm typically looking for where it's been kind of laid out flat and almost pounded flat and then seasoned. And then it's coming with rice and beans next to it. So I can continue to use the chips that I've got at the table as a feeding mechanism. Basically I want to eat anything that I can eat with chips. That's what I want to do. So if I can get, you know, a pollo fundido or something that I can eat with chips. That's what I'm going to do. Mm, delightful. I like that. My go-to when I go to a, like a Mexican restaurant is to find out what is the most smothered item on their menu. Ooh, yeah. Like a wet burrito or something. Yep. And like, I'm like, I want you to show me 
what I'm going to be impressed Show by. Show me. <laughs> I was like, I want something that comes out here that you're worried about getting a permanent burn on your arm <laughs> because it's got so much slop hanging off the sides. Um, big, big news in the uh, Gordon household as of this week. Jill and I have decided that uh, before um, before winter ends, we're going to take a vacation. Ooh. Um, and we've been do we've been due for a little vacay for a while. And uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to I, my plan right now is to go to uh, to go to uh, Atlanta. Have you ever been What's, to Atlanta? Have I been? I got to think about that for a moment. I. I bet I've passed through. I don't think I've been to Atlanta. There, What's in Atlanta that you want to go see? Oh, 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 so much. So first of all, I've been in Atlanta before because it's a major hub airport, right? Uh-huh. So like I've stopped at the hub, but in this case, I would actually like to go and like do some tourist stuff. Number one, the thing that excites me the most is they have the Center for Puppetary Arts, which has the world's largest exhibit. Ooh, that would be cool. Right, That's right, right up your alley. Um, you can also take tours of the CDC, uh, the Center for Disease Control, which is fun, super um Super famous Fuck. during COVID as well as during the <laughs> Walking Dead. Um, just you may have heard of this group. They got super famous during COVID. They did. They did. I mean, everyone like who's like, what's the CDC? Uh, uh, then you had a the people at the in. CDC are like, remember what life was like before COVID when no one knew who we were. <laughs> well, I would also say this: they, there was always someone in the room, and it was the person who watched The Walking Dead because there's literally an entire season about them trying to get to the CDC. Mm. Um, so you had that one person who's like, "Excuse me, everybody." Uh, on top of that, so they've got some good food options. There's always some kind of movie or television show being uh, filmed down there. Outside, I'd like to go to the Whistle Stop Cafe from the movie Fried Green Tomatoes. Maybe have myself a fried green tomato. There's just there's a lot of stuff in Atlanta that that's kind of fun. It also has this kind of like awesome underground comedy scene happening right now. Ooh. And so I'm talking about just like a weekend getaway. Just hop out, sure. hop out, you know, like, you know, fly, get myself quickly out to Georgia. What hotel are you going to stay at? I want to say there's a couple historic hotels that are like over 100 years old, and I think I'd like to stay at one of those. But who's your go to hotel? Oh, my brand of choice. Yeah, I'm a Hilton Honors Platinum member, and so I choose a Hilton hotel. Now, under their brand, I enjoy the Embassy Suites. Oh, oh, sub brands. Oh, that's important to know. Okay, yes. So I am an NBC Suites guy, although I will say this, and I, I mentioned this last night, literally. Um, during my emceeing of the Sweetheart Ball for the Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Red River Valley, <laughs> that the Weston brand of hotels has the best pillows, and they Ooh. they 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 put a ton of money into making sure that they have the best brand of pillows. What is it that got you to sign up with Hilton and Embassy? Like, what what was the thing that made you go, okay, this is this is my brand? So to be quite honest, originally it was just the fact that I got a corporate discount through 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 something, probably through Jill, that would get me a room for fifty five dollars a night. Oh damn! And it was uh, it was this nice little Hilton that was off America Boulevard in uh, Bloomington, just south of the cities. 
And I, I just like that. And so every time we had a line bender strip or something, we went down there and they took care of us. Um, it's an, it was a nice little hotel since then it's been purchased by another brand and I no longer get that deal, which is a okay. big bummer. Yeah. Um, but I also like embassy suites. Embassy suites have always been great when I'm going places with a lot of people because you, you have two distinct rooms, right? You've got the bedroom and there's a door that shuts and then you've got uh, like a living room space with like a pullout couch. Okay. And that beca- became so important when I was touring with line benders too, because you could get, you know, you could, you could then house, you know, three people yeah. easily yeah. uh, with that pullout couch. And then like, it comes with like a nice table. Like we, <laughs> we had a, we had a line benders trip to Minneapolis where we we're going to see a bunch of comedy shows. And uh, it was Davey, Britta, myself, and maybe Jake. I can't I can't remember, you know, probably Phil. But we were playing strip screw the dealer. <laughs> and I ended up buck naked. And <laughs> the, the sound that you heard when I when I pulled myself off those vinyl chairs <laughs> was you, you didn't know. put a towel down? No. No, JJ, you put a towel down, man. No, 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 because my I, my rear end's pretty clean. I'm not gonna it's still, not, still. Not yeah, I, that's like, what I remember when I used to go to the YMCA and use the 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 locker room. Is they'd be like, "Please put a towel down when you sit on the furniture," because these dudes from the greatest generation and the boomer generation they, they just love to hang it out. They love to free ball it. They love to look at each other's dicks. They love to just fucking, yep, I'm free. Thank God there's no women in here. Right, guys? You know, that's that's their life. I heard a story recently about a politician from our neck of the woods who goes to the YMCA and sits. Is this, is this a politician who just recently uh, announced his reelection campaign? I'm not going to tell you anything. Okay. <laughs> a local politician. Okay. And he goes into the steam room and he's he's holding court inside the steam room with a couple other, you know, like like big deals, like, you know, probably some money folks and some power folks. And <laughs> my buddy who is in there said, and here's the thing, he steps up or he stands up and the towel falls down and he expects him to be naked, but he's not. He's wearing tidy whiteies. Okay. (laughs) So it's so sweaty that like the tidy whiteies are like pretty much sopping wet, sticking to him. And he goes, (laughs) he immediately lost any and all credibility in that room. It just like it disappeared (laughs) because everyone like looked at his old and like the the white against his pasty white skin. It's like where (laughs) the cotton begin and the skin end. It just. It was uh, just amazing. And I said, the weird oh. thing is that it, under most circumstances, tidy whiteies are just not the way to go. No. And so like, here's the thing. If you're going to go into a steam room, just go into the steam. Like you, you're just go naked. Yeah. Just be just raw dog. It. Just be right. naked. Um, The whole right. point of having that conversation is like, hey, there's there are no secrets here, fellas. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like you should feel comfortable. And if you're so uncomfortable, like if you're so worried that somebody's going to like be like oh god you're naked well now's my finally my chance you you think too much of yourself 
You know, like right. Or, that, is or, not, or, that is not the mentality here. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like, yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> this is not a place I want to have a conversation. It's like to me, that'd be like having a conversation at parallel urinals. You know? Yeah. Like, no, no, we don't need to talk right now. <laughs> let's uh, let's just finish the the business that this room is for, and then go have a conversation like normal people, fully clothed, out in the real world. <laughs> I love that. Um, hey, as we uh, as we get to uh, close to the end of today's episode, which has got to be a little short for me because I got big brunch plans. Um, I wanted to bring up something. So you and I have had this fun tradition of going to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Uh huh. And there's a new Sonic the Hedgehog coming out. Like there is another one. Yeah, there's a third one. Oh, and nice. There was a, a rumor going around that people like are pretty sure that uh, we're gonna we're gonna see Shadow, the character Shadow, in Sonic the Hedgehog three, and specifically, it's going to be voiced by none other than Hayden Christensen. Really? Which? <laughs> Interesting. If uh, if you're not familiar, he's the actor that George Lucas chose to portray medium to adult aged Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I mean, I I don't know if that sways you anyway in one direction, um, Tucker, about whether or not you that makes you more excited for Sonic the Hedgehog three or, or it less. doesn't hurt because it doesn't hurt because I've seen him when he's not being directed by George Lucas and he's not like a brilliant actor, but he's actually a good actor if you can give him something to work with and put him in a situation where he can. Where you could have give him some kind of guidance because um, no. he's had, he's had a few moments in his Star Wars career post the prequels that haven't been half bad. Um, but I think they didn't. I think wasn't at the end of Sonic 2. Didn't we get a teaser with Shadow already? We, did, we just we didn't did. hear him. Yeah. OK, so we so we know Shadow's there. Um, but no, I'd be down for hearing uh, Hayden Christensen. Give it a give it a swing as long as we still have Idris Elba as Knuckles. Oh, in in fact, he is doing a, a limited series that'll be on Paramount Plus leading up no to the shit movie that focuses wow. on Knuckles. I, I just remember being so pleasantly surprised by those movies. Like, oh. hey, this is fun. I'm actually enjoying this. And, and isn't that great when you get to something? You're like, like, even last night, I was kind of dreading having to go and MC this event, even though I've done it now for like five times and it's a, it's a no brainer for me. It's easy to be up there and just, you know, they give you, they give you a script. You can go on and off the, you know, the hardest part of my night is they do a heads and tails. Are you, have you ever been to an event where they do heads and tails? Mm, I feel like I've heard this before, but I, I'm not remembering it. Okay. So heads and tails is this. Sometimes like if you do it on the like low key version, you put your hand on your head or you put your hand on your butt and then someone flips a coin. And if it's heads, you get to stay standing up. But if you put oh, your hand on your it. head and it's tails, blah, blah, blah. Understood. So, yep. 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 Um, my one of my jobs is to flip a coin on stage under stage lights, catch it and then fl- put it on my hand, which might not sound like a big deal, but it is a big deal. I'd be nervous about that. I would. So I brought like every year I bring a backup coin <laughs> just in case. 
<laughs> like you're Batman prepared for Two Face. Well, like exactly when, right. Like, are you afraid yeah. someone's gonna do that to you? Like, you're gonna flip, and then someone's just gonna throw a big bag of coins uh, at you, and you want to know which one it is. <laughs> Um, I would be very angry, very, very angry. Um, I love the fact that Two-Face was defeated with a bag of coins. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a smart man, that Batman. Yeah. He he, he knows exactly what it's going to take to uh, take him out, especially as a Tommy Lee Jones Batman. Like, I'm so glad that that's that's like uh, that's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> they also told me this story about how years ago. They were doing a raffle uh, somewhere and they pulled out the winning raffle number and someone dropped it and it fell between the cracks of oh. the stage. Oh, and it no. Was a permanent stage where they were at. So oh, no. They couldn't get it out. They were like, literally, oh. uh, sorry, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the worst? So do they just have to cancel it? Like, well, that no, was they, it. They, they, pull, they pulled another name. Oh, and like they Shit. didn't know what number it was, so they couldn't like put that number back in there. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, and let oh, me tell you, that like, sucks. people get pissed if a raffle oh. doesn't go their way. Pissed. Hell yeah, hell yeah, they get pissed. Actually, isn't today? Isn't today the big game? Isn't that happening today? Is it a big lacrosse tournament? Or I, I, it was like the one where they put the helmets on and they like hug each other. It is today. Is the day at the time of recording. In fact, do we want to like real quick? Do you want to tell me who you think is going to win? Well, I actually don't give a shit. But what I do care about is we're doing like a kind of a raffle thing with my work. Let me grab this real quick. We did the kind of thing where you can like buy squares on a board. Yep. And then once all the squares were bought, then they went in and randomized numbers on the X and Y axis for each team. So like the Chiefs have a whole bunch of numbers on one axis axis and the 49ers have ones on the other well they should and have then, zero through nine on both yep zero through nine but they're they're in a random yep. order and then um at the end of each quarter whatever the last number is on the score for each team like if it was you know 23 and 16 then you'd go three for the chiefs and six for the 49ers if that's who had each score and then whatever name whatever uh a person has bought that square they win a prize so like f- first quarter it's 25 bucks second quarter it's 50 bucks third quarter it's 25 bucks again and then fourth quarter is i think 100 and so I've got two squares, one that I've actually bought with a coworker. So her and I will split that one 50 50 and one that I've got for myself. So at some point I need the chiefs to have uh, a score that ends with either an eight or a zero. A zero, or, well, zero's actually, good. I, That's a good number. Zero's good. Um, and actually if, if the chiefs have a zero, then I need the 49ers to have a three. At oh, the that's end not of, good. That's, that's not, not good. No. Or I need the Chiefs to have an eight and for the 49ers to have a seven. So I, I'm not in a good spot. No. Um, but hey, I'm also not going to watch the game. I'm just going to find out if I won money or not, which I probably didn't. Are you a puppy bull kind of guy? Hell yes, I'm a puppy bull kind of guy. Yeah, I love the puppy bull. Okay, so. Not I'm all for alternate programming during streams. Like I never watch the Oscars, but I do watch the on cinema at the cinema Oscars stream during the Oscars. You do love that. In fact, I think you're one of their like most loyal watchers of that. More than likely. So not to get too deep into the weeds about this, because by the time this launches, the game's over. Um, 
but there's a you know there's a, a growing contingency of people who think that the big game because I believe the word super and I can say space, it well, we can say like, it in this podcast. Well, I was I was thinking like if I left enough space in between the word super and bowl, uh-huh. that like I'm not saying that word together. So anyway, right. Um, and if the NFL wants some money, Je- Jeffrey Jones, Jerry Jones, <laughs> Jerry Jones, Jeffrey Jones was the guy who played the dad in Beetlejuice. And then got <laughs> it was also the name of one of my science teachers. <laughs> oh. Um. So, uh, but like you can, you, I'll give you some, I'll just give you some money, right? Like, you know, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, whoever that's going to be the NFL. Yeah. I'm sure they're really going to come knocking. Maybe it'll be Taylor Swift's people. You got to think they're getting some kind of a cut for today. God. Yeah. I would hope so. And I love how they're like, Taylor might not even be there. Be like, yeah, right. The NFL would do anything to get Taylor Swift there. Like it's huge. It's very important to them. Okay. I would be interested to see like what what her being present at games has done to their ratings. Oh, it's it's huge. Okay, so anecdotally, I was just talking to a Fargo North High senior who works on the newspaper, and she said, I didn't care about football, but I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift. And so I started watching football games with my dad. And she goes, Now I'm actually kind of interested in the sport, and it has really brought my dad and I together with something that we can do and watch that he's passionate about. Mm. And wouldn't it be great if her dad became a Taylor Swift fan through the same process? And, you know, to be quite frank, I think that there is a chance that that could happen. Right. Like it's it's the the water doesn't flow in one direction, baby. Like the tides will change. And you got to. you, you got to think there are other big name athletes out there right now who are going, OK, who is a super famous singer that I can start dating? Right. Like, like who, I bet that math is being done right now. Who can I stoop to get myself some of this Taylor Swift fame? Right. <laughs> so th- there's a there's a question, though, about the big game, about whether or not they should move the game day from Sunday to Saturday. There sure. are. Also, there's a contingency that says well, you should have Monday off because everyone's hung over and like it's such a big, you know, there's so much that goes on the night before. I will say this. I think giving everyone Monday off is a very slippery slope that I do not, you know, I'm not behind because this isn't this isn't a national holiday. This is I mean, it's it's a sporting event that you choose to become enraptured with. And why not have? the last game of the world series the day after that off, or why not have, uh, you know, all of March madness off, <laughs> just take all month March. If, if you were the employer running the company, would you let your employees take super bowl Monday off? I would not because I would, t- I would tell them this, this is your job. God damn it. <laughs> and if you want today off, you need to take not a sick day. You need to take a vacation day and I will gladly mm-hmm. give you your vacation day off. But I'm not going to just give you I'd be like, OK, I'll give you this. But guess what? You're coming in and working on New Year's Day. Ooh, like, ouch. Like, what do you want? You, I'm not giving you more days off. I was wa- I was reading a, an interesting article recently that was talking about the fact that. After covid, people just didn't take their vacation or they built up all this vacation, they built up all this sick leave. And so there is like a trillion dollar. um uh like knife swinging above our heads like a bubble that's going to burst of people taking their vacation all at once right i mean like let's say everyone decided like listen we want to take vacation and so your productivity at your business goes way way down 
but people have all this vacation and that's supposed to be the perk of, you know, something you offer them. I mean, it is, it really is amazing. And then of course, in our neck of the woods, we have this weird thing about like everyone just, you know, you go to work and you don't take your time off and you go to work and you don't, you know, like you gotta be really sick to, to utilize your sick leave. That is BS and crap. Yeah. People should be using that all the time. Yeah, totally. Let me tell you, as somebody who's a supervisor and works with like the payroll department, I want people taking their time off all the time because I think it makes them better employees when they realize that they are not like their the, your job doesn't define you like right stuff you do when you want. And if you want to take the time off and just stay at your house and play Red Dead Redemption, go for it. If you want to go on a lavish vacation to Atlanta and see not one, but two of the original Kermits, like go for it. Um, By the way, I don't think we ever connected the dots between you being stung by a bunch of jellyfish and a bunch of bears wanting to make out with you. Oh, it just it just happened that day that I had been stung by a bunch of jellyfish. And I I, I guess. <laughs> Now it's even becoming more clear because I was telling everyone about how I was going to have Jake pee on me. <laughs> and just by saying that out loud now, I'm like, oh, I probably was definitely sending some signals. Um, by the way, like you're not supposed to pee on a jellyfish sting. The friends, there's an episode of Friends that made that a big deal, like. Telling people like like Chandler had to pee on Monica to get rid of her jellyfish things. It's not. Luckily, on my way up to the hotel room where Jake and I were planning on how he was going to have to pee on me because I was covered in jellyfish stings from swimming in the Gulf of Mexico. One of the wounded warriors was like, hey, what happened? And I said, oh, God, I'm going to I'm going to got jellyfish stings. And he goes, well, don't pee on it. And I'm like, if we had had two seconds in either direction, I would have ended up in a much different situation with my friendship with Jake. And he goes, what you should do is get in the pool because the chlorine from the pool will actually um, help you out. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. You, uh, you, you're Christ-like. You've really changed the world for me right now because my friend was going to have to pee everywhere. And I was going to. I don't have a mask to keep my eyes. There could have been pee in my eyes. Right in my eye. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us continue to produce new episodes each week, visit JJMeetsWorld.com, where you can donate to our Patreon, pick up some swag at the merch shop, or follow our link to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the sites the cool kids are using these days. JJ Meets World is produced every week by Tucker Lucas. You can find out more about Tucker's work by visiting moonbasemaria.com. If you want to get in touch with your host with the most, check out linebenders.com where you can find direct contact info for JJ or booking information. If you weren't on an elliptical, my apologies. I don't mean to shame you into exercising, but I mean, let's be honest. We could all do a little bit better. 